What you missed on Prime Time with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is Clarissa, my guest, Yuan Ui, chairman of the Privé Group, right in front of me. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Oh, good afternoon. Good to be here. It is fantastic to have you. Before I turn the microphone on, I said I, I loved your first Privé outlet because it was my date night choice, right? My husband and I love to go there. You still have it, right? Yes. But you've refreshed the, the concept? Yes, actually we refreshed, uh, there's the cafe site, mm-hmm. uh, which is what is Privé now, Privé right. Capo Bay. Right. And we did that over the, over the years, we've been there for uh, 10 years now. Right. So we refreshed, I, I suppose, maybe over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And recently uh, for the restaurant site, we changed the concept. So mm-hmm. now it's a seafood-centric restaurant called Bayswater Kitchen. Okay. So that opened in the So now you've given year. me a reason to come back and try oh, yeah, it yeah, all definitely. again. You try it. <laughs> I will, I will. Now, my question, my first question is, how do you go from a successful career as a chartered accountant, fund management, into this? What do you do when you wake up in the morning, suddenly you go, you know what, I really want to follow my passion in food. How did that happen? I think, yeah, the the, the pull factor was definitely there. It was mm-hmm. driven by, I don't know, love of food, love of cooking, mm-hmm. Uh, wanting to be a chef, wanting to be in the restaurant industry, everything all lumped in together. Okay. I wouldn't say I was entirely successful <laughs> because I probably did not love what I did enough. I don't love money enough and all that. Right. So I wouldn't say it was a push factor, but definitely a strong pull factor. Okay. And the fact that I wasn't getting any younger, mm-hmm. and I, I just realized I, I better make that move. Uh, it was quite a scary leap at that time, but yeah, it, it just required that that sort of... Just making that leap. But it is a frightening leap whenever you decide to take it. So you've got your safe zone, which is the job that you're doing. Yeah. But you've got a dream. This is a passion. But there is that fear factor of what if I don't succeed? Mm-hmm. So does that drive you to ensure that you do succeed? I suppose I was always more analytical mm-hmm. and sort of analyze everything. I did my research. I, I did some stints in restaurants. I took courses on restaurant management tried my hand in cooking and, mm-hmm. and all that. So I thought I did enough. I spoke to enough people. Right. So that was just to mitigate the risks. Right. Yeah. But after that, yeah, definitely you want to make a success for it. But I, I was also aware that I was prepared to fail. Okay. So I, when I went in, uh, I made sure that, say for instance, even though I had the funds to do it, I didn't invest in the whole business. I made sure I had other people co-investing with me. Right. High enough to share the risk. Friends or family? Friends. Okay. <laughs> See, friends who Still believed friend. in you. Yeah. <laughs> Still friends. And their, their investment paid off. But was there failure before the success that it has become? Did you fail along the way? Uh, in, I, I in the early definitely days? it's part and parcel of mm. everything. I mean, there, there's a, a lot of trauma and a lot of stress and a lot of near... I don't know, near failures or collapse. Okay, near yeah. failures. Yeah. So my very first restaurant, for instance, Brown Sugar, uh, mm. only lasted for two years. I barely made, in fact, I made my investment back, but that's about it. Okay. Um, but I had to move out because the government took back the building. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I wouldn't consider it a failure. No. Just a pity. It's more of a pity. It's a pity. But, you know, it's th- a pity. Please move on. You didn't lose money. Yeah. It's not a failure. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> right. did my MBA as well anyway. Two years of experience uh, doing that one. And, Great. And it allowed me to move on to something else as and well. And what was that something else? Uh, that was Privé. So before Brown Privé. Sugar closed, uh, Privé was started at Keppel Bay. It's a fantastic location though. Oh yeah, it's a wonderful location. It's a, it's a gorgeous location. It's why we keep going there because it's it's near to other things. It's near to the city. But it's all you, you don't feel like you're in you know enclosed space. It's it's got the waterfront, it's got the yacht, it's 
It's got the lovely apartments. It's just a lovely location. And you're not that far away from anything else. I'm glad it's still feeling special now because, you know, if you imagine it's 10 years ago that mm. we took it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that time, you didn't have many other choices like that, not like Sentosa and anything. I think Lido just came up. Right. And it wasn't immediately apparent to me that the location was going to be great. I thought, sure, I can do well for weekends, right? What about weekdays? What about lunches? Uh, so it also took a, a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a bit of confidence. I mean, there, there's always <laughs> risk, right? There's no it's such thing as a, be, like what you call a bout. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in any creative thing, there's got to be some confidence, maybe almost bordering on arrogance. You've got to believe that, you know, if you don't come here, then you're stupid. And then you don't appreciate what I've done here. Yeah, sometimes it's blindness also. But yeah, a mixture of everything. Yeah. You know, even now we still make mistakes along the way. Of course. Yeah. We're speaking to Yuan Ui, chairman of the Privé Group. So, okay, you've done that. You did that. Keppel Bay in 2007. It's been 10 years. You refreshed it last year. Then you went on to other outlets. Empress, Roadhouse, The Green Door. Is that correct? Am I missing anything? Then you went into Night Spots. Yes, so not, how, not in that time sequence. But, <laughs> not in that time yeah. sequence. Okay, you lay out the time sequence. Okay, at, I think at first when we grew, we just looked at locations and okay. then we, we, we decided on a concept based on the location or based on the opportunity that presented. Um, oh, so this would be the ultimate chicken and egg question. What do you come up first, the concept or the venue? So you're saying venue first. Different people do different things. Right. And we started with venue first. Now okay. we, we're, we're doing more concept first because we believe that makes more sense for us. Okay. But last time it was purely, okay, location, then we see what we want to do. And it's always fun to do new concepts. Mm-hmm. So around that time, I think the next thing we moved on to was uh, Hacienda and very quickly uh, a night spot called Stereo Lab in uh, Pan Pacific Hotel. Okay. Um, also around the I same time. I remember going yeah, to Stereo. One, yes, right? yes, yeah. yes, I do. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> so. It's now in its sort of, um, I don't know, third or fourth uh, concept Different, already yep. in that yep. same location. So we've yep. been in that location also for very long, keep right. renewing leases. Glad to say we, we, we are renewing leases in all our spaces that we've taken. Do you find that unlike restaurants, night spots, you really need to refresh your concepts and maybe turn over what you do quicker? Possibly, yeah. I think night spots, uh, especially clubs, it's, it's a high-risk business mm-hmm. uh, and it requires a lot of uh, care, maintenance and nurturing and it tends not to last too long. You know, we have places like Zook and all that that have lasted for years, which is amazing. But that's an anomaly. Zook I, isn't I, an anomaly. It, I would think so. The market yeah. is, is, is fickle. They, 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 you know, people demand things that are new. They get mm. tired. Um, people who go for nightlife, they don't tend to party all the time uh, for years in a row. So the audience keeps refreshing. Right. So I think you just got to refresh the concept. And right now for uh, Bang Bang and Lulu's that we have, we are constantly making sure that we offer a product and we want to make it last. So yeah, the, the effort always goes on to renewing the, what we offer to the customers and staying relevant. It sounds like the way you did business and conceptualized your outlets also changed along the way. Yes. Right? Yes. So now you think it, it's more prudent to come up with a concept first and then look for the right location for that concept? Is that what your business model has evolved into? Yeah, I think we learn along the way. I mean, managing different concepts and different menus. You, know, you can imagine how many festivals and special occasions mm-hmm. there are in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, changing menus and all that. Uh, there's a lot more economies of scale mm-hmm. in having multiple outlets of one concept. Right. And I think that's probably true over time. So it's not like, like things have changed. But it's just that what we've learned. And so we like the balance. I mean, mm-hmm. we still do new things. And when we find... Um, 
good reason to open something new like Empress or Basewater Kitchen, we will do so. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, the effort is just to um, work on what we already do well, mm-hmm. in this instance, Privé, and grow it. And we learn also when we grew Privé, uh, it started off with Chimes, uh, I don't know, a few years back. We're about to renew the lease again. So for Chimes, it worked out really well. And then very soon after, we decided, okay, let's do more Privés. And that's when um, Asian Civilizations the Museum and Clark Key came sort of within a few months of each other. And shortly after that, uh, about over a year ago, we opened Privé Orchard. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's the direction that we are headed right now. Okay. We're speaking to Yan Ui, chairman of the Privé Group. Okay, so you've got this successful group of restaurants, outlets, in, in night spots. What do you do for fun? Do you cook for fun? <laughs> You yes, I, I love cooking. <laughs> I love cooking. I think the reason I, I, I love to eat, but I, I, I find myself enjoying cooking a lot more. Okay. Um, I look forward to cooking mm-hmm. and I like cooking. Uh, I love all aspects of cooking, you know, choosing the ingredients, chopping, smelling, you know, the whole thing about it mm-hmm. all the way to the eating part. Right. So, yeah, that's why I went to the F&B industry because of my love of cooking and my want to be a chef. Right. Initially. Of course, eventually I decided, okay, chef, not quite cut out for so I'm going to do something else in that industry. Right. Other than that, I, I, I suppose I like to relax. I like to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to spend time with family. Okay. And then that doesn't mean, leave much time for anything else. Doesn't leave very much. So you're not a golfer. Are you into sports at all? Uh, well, I exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm more for fitness. So okay. I, 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 not, not any particular sports game. Mm-hmm. That takes a little bit more scheduling and a little bit more commitment to a specific amount of time. Do you find that that is a problem or you're just not interested? For, for sport, games, like sport. the games, like say tennis, you've got to arrange it. You've got to commit to at least two hours of it because you're playing tennis with somebody else. It's a specific day. It's a, like if you're going to the gym or I feel like I'm going for a run now, you can decide to do that whenever you have that time. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But I think it's also aptitude. I, I, I think I just never really took to games. I okay. Mean, if, at most tennis. But yeah, recently, you know, even my wife and I, we kind of, she used to play tennis a lot and I, I've been playing off and on uh, throughout, right? But not right. very good. Mm-hmm. So we started, decided to have lessons together. And we only lasted two <laughs> because it was hard to schedule it in and fix right? it, right? In your day. Yes. Um, personal fitness-wise, uh, I think it helps because we start our day very early, mm-hmm. uh, six o'clock in the gym already. Right. That kind of buys you time. So already it's become a routine. And okay. I, I'm not normally so disciplined with uh, routine, but my wife, Tracy... She likes to stick to schedules. So living with her um, allows me to plan my, or structure my time a lot more efficiently it's, and it's consistently. The, it's the perfect match when at least one of you is organized, right? Yeah, yeah, it If both of you get uh, organized, there might be problems. But if True. one of you is and one of you isn't, it's a perfect match. It puts some structure in my life yes. so that the, the rest of the time I can live a bit more in a less structured way sure. uh, and I still have a, a life that works quite well. Does yeah. she work with yeah. you in the Privé group? Yes, she does. Right. But, I mean, we kind of do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in charge of marketing and, okay. and so we work separately but together. Sure. And then, of course, the question leads to a lot of couples say they can't work together. My husband and I successfully worked together for many, many years. So do you believe that you can work together? You, there just has to be specific roles and specific rules as to how you you conduct yourselves within the business. Yeah, I believe so. I've seen, um, in fact, I've seen more successful ones than not. Mm. There are not. I can think yeah, of quite right? a few very successful, yes, yeah. couples who run their businesses. And it depends on individual personalities. So I, I think, you know, if, if both parties are mature enough and know how to 
kind of work around it. You, you can f- settle on a, I don't know, an arrangement that works. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, I feel sorry for couples who, who find that they can't work together. But I think that's more a case of not respecting their specific roles. It, within the, what they're doing, it's like, look, you know, if you're marketing, like you said, you, she's marketing, that's her thing. You're creative, you're, you're coming up with new concepts, that's your thing. And if you can respect that, then it's a great partnership, right? Yeah, actually it works with uh, in a business uh, setting as well when you're, look, say, working with business partners on a venture. Exactly. Yeah, what I realised through what's worked and what hasn't worked is if your roles overlap too much, oh. uh, that's when the tensions arise. So too right? much grey. Yeah, so when, you, when we go into something, we, uh, you know, if we're looking for a partner, we look for a partner who can offer something. Separate and less overlap. Okay. <laughs> We're talking to Yuan Ui. You know that J is actually throwing yeah, me. Okay, think of, think of it as yes for France or French. We. Uh, okay. oui. Actually, W-E-E would be the best okay. um, example. Yuan right? Ui, chairman yeah. of the Privé Group. So what is next? What can we expect? Is there a concept that you're brewing in your head right now that you're considering? Is there a cuisine that you'd like to present that you haven't presented yet? Okay, actually, apart from all privés, uh, but again, we're taking a bit of a break mm-hmm. uh, and probably you'll see a few, or, well, some coming early next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on a chicken rice concept on making chicken rice sort of accessible to a, a wider worldwide audience, ideally. You can't have enough chicken rice ever in life. Yeah, I, I love so. chicken rice. <laughs> So that one's, that one's in the making for the last, I don't know, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I've been thinking about it and it's picked up momentum. Mm-hmm. So just looking at that. And then the other thing is, um, in my life now anyway, I'm starting to be more conscious about what I do, my impact on the world, how mm. I live and how I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's got me a lot more interested in vegetables. Okay. I would say just to put a broad category there. And I, I see myself at some point embracing that a lot more concept-wise. But again... Um, that's just something brewing in my head. And it'll probably take a while to materialize. So are you saying that you might not consider being a vegetarian, but you might want to present vegetarian restaurant? Or would you consider being vegetarian? It's something that uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll see. You know, because I considered, um, my husband and I considered being vegetarian. We went vegan for a while. Uh-huh. But I fell off the wagon because, you know, the thought of never having a fantastically good ribeye ever again in life was just too much for me <laughs> okay i understand i understand i guess i don't like labels mm. um and i tend not to like to label things whether it's uh say on an individual basis right or whether it's talking about a concept right so i'm not so keen on saying oh you know this is going to be a vegetarian concept or anything i think things should be inclusive mm. for people so I, I would say what I'm looking now is just, for me personally, a much stronger interest in vegetables. Okay. Uh, my environmental impact uh, on being humane okay. uh, and being kind. So, so all that, right, then probably would drive what I do. Okay. So the Privé group is still evolving. Yes. As you yourself are. Yes. Great. And it's a group of people. It's a and team, it is a, right? it is a team. So it's it not just about me and what I think. That's true. But you have a like-minded group of people, I would imagine. I think it's a group of diverse people, but we're driving towards the same direction. Okay. And I think Privé would definitely be representing uh, something that's all-embracing and inclusive. So and I that's think that, that is an important aspect of the concept. 
That's fantastic. And on that note, thank you so much, Yen Ui, chairman of the Privé Group, for coming to talk to us on Money FM 89.3. I look forward to the next evolution and the vegetables that might be coming in, the concepts that might be coming in. You said early next year. New concepts coming in, your chicken rice things. I'm looking forward to yeah, all of them. Probably late this year, but otherwise, <laughs> okay. yeah. But thank you for having me. Glad it's to be here. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much.